Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 192 and we are going to take a look at the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, also known as SAG, AFTRA. Big old long title, but that is because they are a merger or a combination of two unions and they merged. In terms of when this particular union was founded, that was March 30th in 2012. They have headquarters in Los Angeles and New York. Now, New York, New York is their national headquarters. In terms of locations, internationally speaking, this union is truly an American union because they only have one location and that is in the United States. In terms of members, they have about 160,000 members in their union. Of those members, 116,741 are active members. Pretty much all the others are considered withdrawn or suspended. And so I don't know why someone would withdraw from this labor union unless they no longer work those kinds of contracts. But in terms of suspension, I'm guessing it's because they may not like a person. And also maybe someone did something inappropriate in public, for example, like what Will Smith did when he slapped somebody in the face. Not a very kind thing to do. In terms of what these members do, they are television actors, journalists, radio personalities, recording artists, singers, voice actors, internet influencers, fashion models, and then there was another segment that talked about this. There are also, let's see, announcers, broadcast journalists, dancers, disc jockeys, news writers, news editors, program hosts, puppeteers, recording artists, singers, stunt performers, voice over artists, and other media professionals. Now here's the thing. In order to become a member of this labor union, you have to have had a job that was with a studio that has a bargaining agreement with this labor union. Now, that kind of strikes me as odd because how many disc jockeys do you know that work for a studio that has a bargaining agreement with this labor union? So, I just find it very interesting that they are including all these different types of employment but not all of these different types of employment actually meet the criteria to actually join this labor union. That's one thing I find odd. In terms of the two the two labor unions that joined together to become this labor union, it was the Screen Actors Guild which goes back to 1933 and the second one is the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists and that one goes back to 1937. So the history and background goes back to the 1930s, but this particular merger only goes back to 2012, which is not that long ago considering that most labor unions go back to like the turn of the century. So this one is fairly new. In terms of their affiliations, I'm not a big fan of it. They are affiliated with AAAA, which is the Associated Actors and Artists of America. They are also affiliated with the AFL-CIO, which is the American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations. That's one of the big Kahuna labor unions. They're really large, and I think they need to be broken up because it is a monopoly. The other labor union that they are affiliated with is IFJ, and that one is the International Federation of Journalists. And the last one that they are affiliated with is the FIA, which is the International Federation of Actors. So. Some of these whenever they're international federations or international unions I get concerned because they are not pro-America and they are not truly an American labor union. I think that if there is going to be a labor union in the United States it needs to be pro-America 
and it needs to be only located in the United States because I think whenever you start doing things at an international level in regards to workers' rights, it's going to slowly become more and more socialist, which is exactly what has happened here. And now in terms of the people that are in charge of this union, um the person that is in charge is Fran Drescher. She is the national president. And in case you don't know who she is, she played the nanny on the uh, very much a good hit show on the sitcom. Um she played the nanny basically. And what's interesting is that she's against capitalism, but yet it's only because of capitalism that she has been so successful. So she she is a socialist, she's anti-capitalism, and yet she's in charge of a labor union. So I guess she fits right in because a lot of a lot of labor unions are um fascist and socialist in that they are not pro-America. They are against people making money even though they make good money and they don't like being poor. So it's kind of hypocritical there. Now they have had some strikes this particular labor union. They have had a strike in 2016, 2017, 2018, and in terms of banning people, this was kind of interesting. They have permanently banned Donald Trump from being in their union, and I find that really odd because Donald Trump knows a lot of people in Hollywood. He's friends with a lot of people out there. And also, he helped a lot of people in Hollywood become successful and he had several television shows out there. Now, what people may not realize is that whenever you have a television show, it's not just the actors and the actresses that are getting paid and that have jobs. It's everybody else. For example, you know, the stunt performers, the writers, the editors, the camera guy, you know you know everybody from you know top down or bottom up you know everybody in between so what's really interesting is that you know Trump is very much a go getter and he's very much a capitalist and especially so because he believes in people having a good job and having good pay so what's really sad is that this labor union that claims to care about workers rights but yet it's banning Donald Trump and he actually employs probably thousands of people now if i had to guess considering how many hotels he owns and things of that nature and how many businesses he has you would think that an industry that was very much benefited by Donald Trump um would not ban him from something like this but it's one of those things that labor unions like this are very hypocritical unfortunately because they claim to be inclusive but they're really not because if they are really inclusive they would not be so harsh to non-union workers and they would not ban people like Donald Trump. Yeah, I do know that Donald Trump is from New York. He's kind of loud and bombastic, but that's just where someone is from and how they talk. Well, unfortunately, Hollywood and the elitists out there in Hollywood, it's like they can't stand anyone that's really successful or that, you know, had to build their own company and things of that nature. and they're just so anti-money and i don't understand how someone in hollywood that is an elitist that makes millions of dollars can be against other people being rich when they are in fact very wealthy see that's the hypocrisy of hollywood and technically of california and they're trying to tell the rest of the united states you know how to live their life that just doesn't make sense to me at all because that's like calling the kettle black it just makes no sense so you know it's interesting is that A lot of these movie stars and these elitists out in Hollywood, you know, they're they're very much democrat, they're socialists, some are fascists and marxists, but yet the only way that they could be rich and successful is because of capitalism, democracy, liberty and freedom because if you don't have those things, you basically don't have a private sector, you don't have an economy, and you don't really have workers' rights whatsoever. So I just think it's really odd whenever someone tries to go against the very system that actually helps 
you know, actually helped them um, become successful and helped protect their workers' rights. And, you know, the very system that is helping them to have a good life now, they want to destroy for future generations because they're so stuck on a political agenda as opposed to what actually works and avoid what doesn't work. But that is kind of the typical nature of these labor unions. They don't understand the economy. They don't understand accounts payable, receivable. They don't understand health insurance. They don't understand that Medicare and Medicaid are actually draining our system, especially the state of California is very much draining our federal government of its money. It is it's ridiculous what it does. Um labor unions like this also don't understand supply and demand. They they don't understand the value of a dollar. They don't understand currency, and they just I don't understand how they don't understand economics. I mean, they they're just ignorant of it. Like if they truly understood all those things I just mentioned, they would not be socialist. They would not be fascist. They would not be Marxist. They would not be communist. They would actually be pro-America. They would be pro-capitalism, and they would actually be Republican, because really. There's really no way to be a capitalist and a democrat. There's just no way because a capitalist doesn't want high taxation because people know that, you know, well most people I would say whenever they are capitalist and or republicans, they know that the more you tax people, the less money the worker has in their paycheck, much less their bank account. So if you have the government taking more and more away from the worker, then the worker actually has less and less. So it's interesting is that labor unions like this are very much for the government taxing people and overtaxing people. Well, if this labor union as well as other labor unions and trade unions if they were really for protecting the worker, they would be for smaller government and lower taxes. Should we have taxes? Yes, I do believe in taxes. I just wish everybody paid them. <laughs> there are so many loopholes and there's so many things that the wealthy do that the middle class and lower income brackets you know don't have access to in terms of protecting their money but the rich do and I don't agree with that. Now I do think it is a wonderful thing for people to be rich. I think that's absolutely wonderful, but I don't think it's appropriate for them to hide their money from the federal government and you know and use these loopholes so as to avoid paying taxes. And then lecture the rest of the United States that oh we need to raise the taxes. I'm like really why don't you raise it on yourself but not the rest of us. See that's the hypocrisy of democrats and elitists. They say, "Oh, the rich should pay more." It's like, "Okay, go ahead, pay more. Make a personal donation to the government. They would love that." You don't have to raise taxes in order to get more money or or sorry, to give more money to the government. You know, all these Democrats that are for high taxation, all they have to do is just write a check to the federal government and say, "Hey, I'm giving you more money. You don't need to raise taxes. I'm just giving this to you." They can do that. But they don't do that. It makes no sense to me. It is so dumb. See, because here's the thing, you know, if you if you raise the tax bracket, which this has happened before in times past, if you raise the tax bracket, if you raise the tax rate up to like 60% on the rich, do you really think rich people are going to pay 60% of their wealth to the federal government? No. What they do is they pay lawyers and staff accountants or CPAs to find ways to hide their money. So they may be saying, "Oh, we should raise taxes." Well, are you going to pay those taxes? I guarantee you they're not, cuz a lot of these people are hypocrites, especially these elitists like, you know, that's why you have to be very careful about these people that claim they care about America and then they want to raise taxes like this. It is never a good thing because again, the higher the taxes are, 
the less money workers have in their paycheck, much less their bank account. And here's another thing people may not realize. Once that money is taken out and given to the federal government, it's no longer in circulation. Like it just basically becomes dead money. It's just it's not being used anymore. It's just taken by the government and it, the government just swindles it basically. So needs to say that's why I'm very much in favor of taxes that are no higher than 10%. And that is a low tax rate, but I think that's great. First of all, it would eliminate uh cheating for the most part, it would eliminate loopholes and it would eliminate favoritism and nepotism within our IRS tax code. Cuz one thing I can't stand are, you know, is is favoritism and loopholes with this stuff. Because it's like, look, just pay what you owe. That's all, just pay it. <laughs> just pay what you owe. It's really that simple. But here's the thing, the higher that tax rate goes, the more people feel the squeeze and it's not just the rich it's the middle class and the lower income brackets as well so i i truly hope that people wake up to the fact that just because labor unions say they care about the worker doesn't mean they actually do because if a labor union actually cares about the workers then it would never want to be democrat it would never want to vote for some of the stuff that the democratic party is trying to do because you know at this point you know the democratic party is very much socialist, liberal and progressive and they don't really believe in the constitution of the United States. I'm like, well, you know, I don't understand how people can be Americans, be citizens of the United States and yet not believe in the constitution of the United States because that is where your workers' rights comes from. That's where your freedom and your liberty comes from. So please don't take those things for granted because it would be really sad. Um but I will go ahead and end this podcast but as usual till next time I pray that you're happy healthy and whole that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week thank you so much god bless and bye bye